0: Hey, hey, Gerard, how are you? John Harrington here. How's things? you, that? Um, well, come here. Um, I'd imagine there was a really good buzz in the camp after the monster final. Obviously, to win a monster final is great, but to do it in the manner you did, I'd say, adds a few percentage points.
1: Yeah, um, I was actually, I was actually at home yesterday. And my father asked me the same thing. He's always looking for nuggets of information, just like here. Uh, but yeah, it was sure lucky It was obviously. It was obviously brilliant. Uh dress from after, after the game was a lot of relief as well as as well as uh as well as um satisfaction I suppose after the second half performance because we obviously weren't happy with how things were going at halftime and we knew that we were we were miles off it and Tipperary we were well on top. But um we know there was a long way to go as well, especially in that heat and um it was just as I said, it was a lot of relief and satisfaction after the game that we that we were able to turn it around, especially when that third quarter a lot of things went right for us, and we were on top and we were able to get back into the game and and in the fourth quarter then we we pushed on for home so yeah, we were delighted I suppose we were delighted as well that we just uh you've 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 a nice little break then after the must fine, you know three weeks is the longest break we had all year It'll be two weeks after the car came to the zip game, so it's kind of nice to. We were given a couple of days off and we went back training then midweek after that and um, a kind of a, a nice, easy session to get back into it on the I think it was the Wednesday night. So yeah, um, looking forward, I suppose, to watching the games this weekend and then we have a couple of sessions left to do ourselves and leading into the leading into Saturday week. So um,
0: great times. Your own uh, day in the Monster Final was sort of a, a microcosm of Limerick. You look frustrated with yourself at times in the first half. I think there was a shot that dropped short and... You look not like visibly annoyed with yourself and then you really thundered into the game in the second half. It can't, it's not easy to switch that up in a game like it, when things are going against you to mentally not let that get on top of you. Is, did you have a chat with yourself at halftime or what sort of tools do you rely on in a situation like that? Well, I suppose that comes with experience.
1: Um, once upon a time, I, I wouldn't have been as calm as I was at halftime. The most important thing is just not panic. You know, as I said there at the start, like, there was still we knew there was still a, lo- a long time to go on that game. You know, there's the ones of 40 minutes, realistically with with, uh, with extra time and, uh, and everything going on. So I suppose, as I said, it just comes from experience learning from past failures where you, where you say, haven't got into a game in the first half and then the second half, maybe you might be taken off after 15, 20 minutes and you look back on what went wrong. As I said, there's plenty of time in the second half to, to impact the game and get into the game. And, uh, as I said, that that just comes from experience and it's something that you something that you have to learn from in in, in the past and put into performances that are coming up, you know. So like no, nobody nobody was really panicking in half time. We knew we were we knew we were well off it in the first half and we knew they were miles on top and we knew we had a couple of things to change, uh and just start making more tackles, start making more possessions, getting on the ball, influencing the game and we we were I wouldn't say we were confident at halftime, but we were confident we'd be able to get back into the game. You know, we knew the game was still, as I said, there was a long, long time to go, and we knew we'd be able to get back into the game
0: and see um, what would happen then. So, yeah. I mean, by your, by your own very high standards as a team, you've been sort of inconsistent within matches in the championship so far. Do you feel, though, like, you know, on the back of that second half, Farms against Stapeta, coming into the semi-final, you're in a position to, you know, really open up the turbos, I suppose.
1: Yeah, like it was kind of the same last year. We we started off we started off against Clare, and I think we improved. Then we went on and play Tip and Cork, and we imp- we went into the Munster final. I think we were improving um, game on game, and I think we've done the same this year. I think we improved after the Cork game into the Tip game, albeit would have would have would have a poor first half. We just made a lot of mistakes in the first half, more so in a really poor performance. So I don't think it was a really poor performance. We just made a lot of mistakes when we had the ball and we got punished for it um, quite significantly by tip, you know. So hopefully, I suppose time will tell And Saturday week, we'll know whether, we've, whether we we will need to improve again uh, going into this. And we finally know we could be playing a team that could be on the back of a couple of really tough games. Um, so we'll have to be ready on Saturday week. But I, I do believe that we are improving. Um, and as I said, we I suppose we will see you on Saturday week. Thanks, Rod.
2: Okay, good, I'll, I'll jump in there if you don't mind. Has gone, Amory from uh, Virgin Media. How are you? How are you, Amory? Good, good. I won't keep you too long. Um, just wondering, um, is it difficult now? To imagine the expectation from the Limerick public. Obviously, you've never won uh, back-to-back leams. So, how much attention? Um, are you getting how, how much um how much you feel in carrying that weight of kind of ex- expectation that's building up?
1: It's not really something that we've talked about, uh, being honest with you-Marie, um, because there is there is no point talking about it when you're only in an all-arn semi-final. Um, I know it's kind of the boring answer and I've said it loads of times before, but when you start thinking about back to winning back to back uh the McCarthy's, When you're not even in an All around final, that's when you can get caught. You know, we're going to be playing a team on Saturday week that's come through, possibly come through a couple of qualifier rounds. They've obviously gone after coming through a tough quarter final, and they're going to be ready. Um, they're going to be ready for us and and really willing to take a to to to, to beat us and get to an All final. So, as I said, it's not something we've talked about at all. It's not something that we're focusing on because there is no point. That's when you start looking into the future like that. That's when you can get caught. So as I said, I'm just looking forward to watching the games this weekend, seeing who comes out on top and and uh, and preparing for whoever we meet in Saturday week.
2: Yeah, I know you probably won't tell me now, but have you any any preference as to who you who you meet now Saturday week?
1: Like again, there's no point there's no point in having a preference because if you do want the preference and then that team loses and someone else beats and say you don't want to meet a team. But well, then straight away you're kind of facing an uphill battle. We obviously can't face Tipperary. I think I'm right in saying so. we've one of the other three teams. Um, and all on, on all those three teams we could play, as we, said, we played Walford a couple of times last year. We've already played Cork. we played Dublin, Dublin in the past. And Dublin are a very tough team to play against again, you know. So, as I said, there's no point in hoping for a team. Because if that team then doesn't come through, you're kind of already, um, as I said, facing an uphill battle. So... Look, it's great to be in an Ireland semi-final because we'll we'll be training now this weekend, and we'll be able to sit down and relax and watch the games, um, and see and see who we have in Saturday week.
2: I was just looking at something you said there um, back in the leagues. You said that you had to clean up your act; you were giving away too many fouls. Is that something that you feel you've addressed now in the championship?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think I haven't looked at the stats in it now, but I do think that uh, as a team and and uh, we're not giving away as much fouls. Um, I would hope, as I said, I haven't looked at the stats. So I, I, I might be wrong with this, but I don't think we've been giving away as much as much fouls as maybe we had in the league. And look, that was on us. Uh, it's easy to blame. It's easy to blame referees, or it's easy to. It's always. It's 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 it, it, people love doing it. People love blaming other people for for their own failures. And we weren't good enough in the league. We were giving away way too many frees. As I said, we sat down, we talked about it as a team, and it's something that we addressed. And I think we have done. We've done really, really well uh, so far in the two games, and hopefully that keeps going for the next. For hopefully two more
2: sorry now if, if you, you answered this already i i know um i had to just go and set up a recording and i heard you talking about this when i came back but people are still talking about that um incredible comeback against tipperary Um, how much has that further increased your belief and your confidence that you know you can go all the way again this year
1: well of course being 10 points down in the monster final uh Inside the dressing room in Park isn't a great feeling, I can tell you, but as I said, we didn't panic. We Nobody panicked. We we were actually in that situation, we actually referenced in the dressing room that day, we were in that situation several times before. Um, and in and, and some in some cases with a lot less time. We were both in Galway in 2018 in the league, in, I think pretty much in the exact same position, 10 points down at half time. We were obviously 7 or 8 points down against Cork in the all semi-final in 2018, but probably about 10 minutes to go. Um So as I said, we we referenced that that we were in the exact same position several times before, and as I said, in worse with, with a lot less time left. So the most important thing is that we didn't do. Nobody panicked. We knew we had to improve our performance drastically uh, and get to the pitch of the game. And as I said, we did thankfully, and that's that's why we're that's why we can relax this weekend and watch the quarterfinal games.
3: Garoud, um Jerome O'Connell here, Limerick leader. Who's um, How's Just you know, there's so many. It, uh, possibilities, yes, at this stage. But the one thing we do know is that Limerick are back in Crow Park. Um, there was many as a year, you know, across, you know, a living memory when Crow Park seemed a distant um, journey for for Limerick hurling fans. But you must feel very at home up there at the moment.
1: Yeah, thankfully, I suppose. Drew. As a young fella for years, I was I was uh, going to Crow Park not just to watch Limerick games. Limerick weren't there as much as I would have liked when I was young for growing up. I would, I'm, I'm just a massive GA fan. I have cousins in Dublin. I used to go to Dublin, Dublin football games. I used to love going to the All Ireland Hurling final, the All Ireland football final, regardless who was in it. So I used to love going to Crow Park. I came on the panel in 2016 after the Under 21 victory in 2015, and we didn't even get to Crow Park till, till 2018. I had never played there. And it's something I have spoke about before in the lead up to the All Ireland semi final against Cork in 2018, I had to do a bit of work with Caroline because I had never been there. You know, it was my third year on the panel and my first time getting there after three years. Um. So thankfully we've been there, we've been there every year since, um, as I always said growing up, like all Ireland's are one in Crow Park, that's where you want to be, you know, that's where you got, if you want, to, if you want to win in all Ireland, you got to be able to perform in Crow Park and look, if you can't perform in Crow Park, well then, you know, it's it's the best Ireland field in the whole country, it's the best stadium in the whole country, it's one of the best stadiums in the world, in my opinion, 82,000 people inside in Crow Park back in the day, back in the good days. Um, like an all iron semi final day, all I actually believe that all iron semi final day is 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 arguably just as special as all iron final day because all iron final day there can be there can actually be a lot of um there can be a lot of neutral supporters, you know, every county gets a certain amount of tickets for the all iron final, whereas the all iron semi final can be real 50 50. Um, the 2018 2019 games were absolutely unbelievable up there in terms of the atmosphere because as I said, realistically, the, the vast majority of people that are at the game are right, either Limerick or Cork in 2018, or Limerick and Kenny in 2019, so on and so forth. But the All-Ireland Final Day can have a lot of neutrals. So I think All-Ireland Final Day is just as special as all Any day you get to Crow Park is a special day, pretty much. Put it that way, you know. As I said, growing up as a young fella, I used to love going to Crow Park. I still do. I still am a young man, and hopefully we can get there for many more years.
3: You mentioned earlier how you, you had reference points in the dressing room at halftime the last day. You're five years on the road with John Kiley and Paul Kinnerk and, you know, trophy-laden, thankfully, across the last few years. Do you still find yourselves with, with learnings? This word that John Kylie uses quite a lot.
1: Absolutely. I I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Jerome. I always believe, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you're doing, sport or sport or in your own professional working career, you can always get better. You look. I, I'm a big soccer fan. You look at Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. They're still improving well into their thirties. You look at all top sportsmen around the world. They're constantly striving to improve. If you're standing still, you'll be passed out. It's as simple as that. You always have to be improving. You can never be. You can never be a standing target. You will just be passed out. It's just the way. It's just the way sport is across every single sport in the whole world. You look at any team um, that's at the that's at the pinnacle of their sport. They never ever will come out and and not say that they need to improve to be successful again the next year. It's just the way it is. People will go back to the drawing board after an unsuccessful year, and uh, they will look at areas that they need to improve on, and they'll go about improving the improving those areas drastically, and they'll come back a far better team. So. It's the exact same for us. It's the exact same for us as as uh, as John said a while ago. We've been very inconsistent in matches so far um, in the Cork first half and the Tip in both first halves really against Cork and Tip. And you know we can't really let that happen the next day because we won't get away with it again a, a third time. You know, so you you have to constantly be striving for improvement, both in a personal sense and in a team sense.
3: Anyone that, that follows your social media channels will uh, will know your love of golf Um I often wondered, you know, is there anything from from golf that you feel helps your hurling, and and maybe vice versa? Yeah,
1: that's a question that I haven't been asked in a, in a long time, I suppose. But I suppose golf is it's a real mental battle. You know, it's a real, real mental battle. Like I, I, I've read a couple of books on on the psychology around golf, and um, it's it's a very it's a very interesting, I love, I just love the psychology sport in general. Um, and there is a lot of things that you can take from golf, you know, like one being actually uh, now that I think of it is that Tiger Woods anytime he used to hit a bad shot. He used, he used to be annoyed for a couple of seconds, but he'd always pick a point in the fairway, maybe 10, 15 yards ahead of him. And by the time he gets to that point, the, the shot he just hit is gone. He's already focused on the next shot, you know, and that's something that you can take in as, as John reference there a couple of minutes ago, my my awful shot in the first half off my left side. Um once upon a time, you know, that would have that would have driven me crazy. And I would have been thinking about that for possibly the the rest of the game, you know, but like, why? You know, when you think about it and again, this comes with experience. This comes with learning from 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 instance in the past that you've that you've done badly on. And, you know, like that shot that I took after fifteen minutes was a terrible shot. Um but it has no influence on the rest of the game if you don't leave it if you don't leave it get into your head. If you do, it'll drive you crazy and it will be in your head. But if you can just forget about it and keep trying to get on the next ball, keep trying to make tackles, so on and so forth, well then you can go ahead and and, and still you could still, as I said, you still have plenty of time to influence the game. So similar to when Tiger hit a bad shot, pick a point, it's gone. By the time I ran back out into position, it was I already forgot about it. I have hardly even thought about it since Sean brought it back up. Um but that's just as I said. There are things you have to learn on, and that, and that comes with experience as well.
3: Just a, a very quick final one for me. Do you get the chance to um, put on the supporters' hat tonight and uh, go to return to Parky Quee for the Monster Under Twenty One final or Twenty final?
1: Yeah, actually, um, my brother is. My brother's actually. He's actually looking forward on the team as well. Um, so yeah, I do. I do. I'm looking forward to it. You know, we have Kyle, Kyle O'Neill and Colin Cockton on the team as well. So. Um, And they've put in, they're they're, they're two smashing inflows that have put in so much work over the last, well over the last six, seven months with us, but they've put in so much work over the last number of years to get to the, to get to the strength and condition uh, level that they're at is incredible. They're so far ahead of where I was at their age. It's just, it's just incredible to see, um, incredible to see the shape that they're in. And um, it'll be an interesting game because Cork have a really good under 20 team as well. So um, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Thanks Gerard. Garrod, how are you doing? It's Declan, wellie really here in RT. How are you, Declan? Good, good. Thanks. Um, come here. Just when you're in, when you're in that second half comeback and tip, what's it like playing in a match where, you know, everything is going for you? Because certainly watching on, even before you went ahead, kind of had the feeling of inevitability. Just watch it as a neutral that you were going to do it. So when you're when you're in the zone and things are going well and the shots are going over, can you can you appreciate that in the moment, or how does that work?
1: It's it's absolutely brilliant. That's why you do all the hard training. in That's why we go out to Raheen in, on in November and December nights in the freezing cold rain and doing all that hard slog. It's when you, I once heard. I remember when I was on the when I came on the panel originally went when McNamara was a very influential figure on the on the team, and I used to travel to train with him, and he, he used to always talk about Championship hurling as a drug. Once you once you experience a, a win in Championship, once you experience the the full heat of Championship and the full battle. Uh, something you can never forget and something that you always want more of and like as 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 bad as the first half felt when they were just running all over us and we just couldn't get anything going that second half you know that's something that'll that live in me forever and another thing it felt i don't know how many supporters were actually there i know there was around 6 7000 or whatever was was um was announced but like the the i don't know was it because we we spent last year without fans in the ground or or what story was but honest to god in that third quarter, when we were making the comeback, it, it felt like it felt like practically was full. It felt like that evening, that Saturday evening, in 2018. I don't know where. I'm sure some of you on the call were there in 2018 when the drawing game in the in the round robin championship was. It felt like that. It felt like a full Parky It was absolutely incredible, especially the, the, the two goals we got. The, the the roof nearly came off the stadium. And as I said, I don't know. Was it because we spent a full year without fans in the ground? But it felt it felt
3: really really special. Yeah, so it's obviously kind of a, it's a euphoric way and it's, it's such a brilliant way of winning. What's it like post-matching the team and uh, celebrations are obviously different these days? What did, you, what did you do that evening or how did you kind of as a team, was there anything at all?
1: No, there wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was actually funny because uh, I was actually watching, uh, I'm, I'm living, with, living with a couple of lads on the team and we were actually watching the 1994 Munster final there on YouTube um, a couple of nights ago. And I only went home, yes, so I said it to my father. I never realised there used to be a banquet after the Munster Final back in the day. Something that was new to me. So we were watching ninety four Munster final they play Clare. and there was a banquet in Hayes Hotel afterwards in 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 in, in Turles. And I thought it was funny. But no, there was nothing like that for us. Times have changed, I suppose. Um we went home and we were we were able to have a couple of pints and and, and relax and enjoy it. But uh there was there was certainly not nothing nothing planned or there was not nothing, nothing organised or anything like that. No.
4: Hey road how are you? Emma Duffy from the 42 here. Um, you can hear me okay, can you?
1: I, I can. How are you, Emma?
4: I'm good. I'm just going to turn off the camera because the internet's a bit hit and miss at times. Oh, better. Um, but road, I suppose this year you, you touched on it with Jerome there. Um, you know, maybe being a, a, you can't be a standing target. Like, do you feel that you do have a target on your back? Like, you're obviously the hunted, not the hunters anymore. Like, what's that kind of change in mindset like?
1: Well, I do. I do. Look, there's no point in saying we're not. Uh, no matter who the All Ireland Champions are every year, they're the they're the team that everybody wants to beat. You know, if you can beat the All Ireland Champions, It's the exact same for us. Going down to Parkview last year to play Tipperary, they were the All Ireland Champions, and we knew if we could beat Tipperary, then we'd have we'd set ourselves up obviously to get to the next, to get to the Munster final after that. But we'd set ourselves up for potentially having a having a very good year. You know, so it's the same for every single All Ireland Champion that's ever been. There's always a target on their back it's as simple as that and you know it's it's you uh, it, it's it's something that i've uh i've i've got a lot better at you can look at anything in a positive in a positive sense or in a negative sense you can look at it in a negative sense and say that it's pressure associated but why i always try and look at it in a positive sense and, and what a compliment to be the team that everyone is, is hunting or the team that with the target on their back it's a, it's it's a mental that everybody would want, put it that way. It's a mental that everybody would want to start the year because why not? Everyone wants to be the island champions every single year. So you have to look at it in a positive sense and uh, uh, as a compliment.
4: Absolutely, I'd imagine it. It's something you relish and it's somewhere you want to be. Uh, but then it's probably a fine balance too. I know you said earlier in the year that I suppose 2020 had no impact on on what's to come in 2021. Like was that kind of something that you, you focused on as a group? Uh, this is a whole new slate, a new year, and and what happened before doesn't matter.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, we we uh, we lost a couple of lads that were with us last year, and we gained a couple of lads that worked with us last year. So it's a new pan. You know, I remember Desi Farrell when they won the when they won the All Ireland last year, and was he was it their sixth? It their sixth All Ireland Dublin one last year, if I'm correct. And he was asked after the game, "What's it like to win the sixth All Ireland row? And he said, "We haven't won the sixth All Ireland row. It's our first All Ireland. You know, it's completely different. It's a completely different management uh, setup." Uh, again, they would the last couple of players, They would have brought on a couple of players. It's the exact same for us. You know, it's the same for every intercounty team. I I would argue, I would I would assume that there is one intercounty team that has the exact same squad from last year. You might have one or two new lads in, one or two new lads, or one or two lads gone. You might have a couple of different management uh, members in, so on and so forth. It's the exact same for us. You know, it's a completely different. It's a completely different year. Whatever happened in twenty twenty pretty much means absolutely nothing in twenty twenty one. You know, you ask us. At halftime in the Muster final, um, how we're feeling? You know, our, our tip, our tip, doing anything different? Because what? Well, of course not. You know, it's it's completely different. It's completely different year.
4: Absolutely. And then, Garrod. Lastly, uh, you mentioned there to Declan that there's a few of you living together. Uh, what's that like? Is is it all hurling chatter? You know, is that kind of swept aside then when you come home from training and and you're chatting about other things? Um, or, or what's the balance like? I'd imagine it's very enjoyable.
1: No, it's great. It's great. And It's great actually to live with. With lads that are, uh, that are doing the exact same thing as you, you know, we're all going training the same evenings and we're all relaxing on the rest days and eating well and so on and so forth. And uh, there isn't too much hurling talk. We have a small chat about it, but to be honest, you do so much you do so much tra- hurling training and going to training and things like that. When you come home, you just want to relax and switch off from hurling, and that's great. And the lads are the
0: same in the same boat as me, so uh, it's a different experience, but it's it's actually very very enjoyable. Just one more, Girod, if that's okay. Um, we were uh, chatting to Sean Finn yesterday, and just from a teammate's point of view, uh, can you just talk to me about what what Sean is like as a fella and what's he like? What's he like to Harlow? He's one. He's one of the fellas I'm living with, so he wouldn't be the cleanest
3: anyway.
0: i <laughs> Ah, nah,
1: Sean, Sean he's a good friend of mine. Uh, look, there's I suppose there's a reason why there's a reason why I'm living with. It. We get on so well together, and you know? all we have similar similar beliefs around the game. Like it's one thing that I've really tried working with Caroline over the last couple of years is just relax and enjoy it as much as you can. You know, I kind of listened to a couple of, I, I kind of listened to a couple of those podcasts that, uh, that Brian Carroll does, uh, The Herder's Life. I don't know if you listen to any of them. And he always asks the question, is there any regrets that you have in your hurling career? And some of the, like some of the greats of hurling, you know, have said that I wish I enjoyed it a small bit more. And like, you know, like we, these are, these are the days of our lives. You know, I'm 26, I'm 27 now in two weeks time. I won't be at this forever. You know, um. For a long, long, long time, Limerick haven't been at the top table, top table in hurling, where they're consistently able to challenge for Munster titles, consistently able to get to crow Park, consistently able to challenge for all Ireland titles. And uh, you know, it might, it may not last forever. It definitely won't last forever for me. And um, you know, so you just have to enjoy it. And it's, 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 it's a great way to think about things. As I said, you can look at things in a negative sense, you can look at things in a positive sense. And it's, 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 a, it's just a great time to be. Um, I'm just, I'm just extremely lucky to be in the position that I'm in. You know, to be to be injury free at the moment, and you know, I had a, I had an injury after one of the league games this year against Galway, and I was out for four or five weeks. And you know, you kind of have doubts in your head as to whether you know will this injury keep me out for a long, long time? Will it? Will it? Will it? Uh, mean that I won't be able to get enough training into into my legs to be fit for championship to be able to start in championship teams, You know, so you just kind of like the weather over the last couple of weeks has just been unreal to be able to go training in in shorts and 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 a vest or and putting on sun cream before training you know it's just it's just it's just brilliant you know training inside the gate of crowns in 25 26 degrees C going down to parky with fans back in the stadium and seven thousand fans back in the stadium being able to give actually been able to give a ticket to your mother and father and your brothers and sisters and they're just so delighted to go down to the games you know it's just it's just brilliant you know and you just have to be you sometimes have to take a step back and just appreciate the position that we're in you know to be able to give so much to give so much hope and enjoyment to people in, in in over a really last
0: uh difficult 18 months is is a privilege. And in terms of Sean the player, having a lad like that cornerback who, you know, he's not just a sticky marker, but he seems to lift the crowd and I presume the team as well, which some of the stuff he does, uh, I'd say he's a great guy to play with, is he? He is, of course. Uh he goes about his business in a in a quiet manner. He doesn't
1: he doesn't say a whole lot, but uh, his actions his actions speak a lot louder in words and as i said he just he just he's he's just incredibly consistent i don't know how he does it um, he just goes about his business every single day and he always he always comes he, he always is just very consistent in his performances and as i said when you're living with a fellow like that you can pick up on a couple of things on, on how to do and how to go about their business and as, you know as i said you're are always striving for improvement so you can always pick up a couple of things off 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 lads that are that are always consistent and always um always always give their best. As I said, all you can do is give your best. And after that, everything else is a bonus. Who else is in the house? Yourself, Sean, who else? Myself, Sean, and Dave Reedy and the and okay. uh, and the three girlfriends. So it's it's I it's ideal. It's an ideal setup. Um and there's a few there's a few other lads uh, living just down the road, from, six, seven other lads living down the road from us as well. So um as a teacher, you know, you're after in the summer and there's there isn't a whole lot to do. So there's it's it's nice to
4: it's just nice to be around other people um, and, and stay busy and just stay social.